Hey, it's Cody. And Matt. And thanks for joining us for another episode of The The Coma Coma Cast. Cast. Matt, we're going to be diving into all things involving the LGBT community, including our own lives. And don't forget our cats. We don't want to forget them. The Coma Cast starts now. Podcasting from the Lone Star State in Southern California, you're listening to The Coma Podcast with Cody and Matt. Everybody and welcome to the Coma Cast. It is July first, twenty twenty one, and we thank you for joining us for this Thursday episode. It is July first. We made it to July. First of all, I cannot believe it's already July, Matt. I don't know where time has gone by. Like what? It's almost Christmas time. I know Christmas in July. A few more weeks. We're we're another couple weeks to your next birthday, Cody. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I'll be turning twenty six. So that I mean, it's whatever. You know, twenty six yeah, is supposed totally. to be a good year, right? Totally twenty six. <laughs> My my golden year was I turned, uh, so my birthday is you know, May twenty fifth. So I turned twenty five on May twenty fifth. Several years ago at this point. <laughs> Several Surprising years. everybody! Did y'all know that Matt is actually forty? What? <laughs> I am not. I just look at. Shut up, Cody. <laughs> <laughs> I I didn't know that Casper ages actually. So I. <laughs> Um, well, as you had told you, we were looking at Zillow the other day, and I'm like, oh, there are some houses I would haunt the ever-living shit out of. Um, but, oh, yeah, I did mean to tell you that we looked in our neighborhood. So we had seen some houses for sale, and I was like, oh, you know, since I'm on Zillow, I like to go on and see kind of, like, what they're selling for and, you know, kind of what, you know, it kind of gives a general estimate of mm-hmm. the area. Um, so those houses are not for sale anymore. They're gone. And I'm like, wow. And our house value was pleasantly in a good place i'm like please be here and when i'm done with nursing school so we can get the hell out of here i hate living here. i know it's a seller's market <laughs> right um like I, yeah uh here uh i think in the neighborhood prices have increased uh i would say four to five hundred thousand dollars almost like it's a lot <laughs> like um, if our house went for a four or five hundred thousand even just if they just went for four or five hundred thousand, <laughs> this house would be gone. I know, yeah. You can let me clarify. That. <laughs> that's the increase. That's the increase. Yeah, that's not the selling price. Yeah. Um, right. No, I was. I was. I was going to tell Matt last episode when we were talking about this, but like, you know, this is not the time to buy a house. You know, I know some people um, are, you know, looking getting a house maybe, and it's like, oh, I would. It's like I would caution maybe against that because you don't know what's going to happen in the next year or two. Like, I feel like the prices should come down a tiny bit. I don't think they're going to come down dramatically, but I feel like they have to come down a tiny bit, especially in, you know, this in San Diego area, like because they are just like way, way high. It's like no no one can afford to purchase a home. And if you can, it may not be the smart move. Also, I guess if you can, you have millions of, you you know, don't care. You know, a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars is nothing to you. And we're over here like uh that hundred to two hundred thousand dollar difference is most I ever planned on spending a home ever, you know. Just Justin kidding. had Justin um because like when he was back home in Texas, he had like looked up um some houses on Zillow or something and or you know, one of those sites. But now like they email him every day with like houses in the area or something. And so like there's been some like really nice houses with like lots of land, two story, three story, multi like several bedrooms, like five bedrooms or something. Uh, and again, like some with a barn, 
because um, I, you know, we want animals and chickens and cows and all that stuff. But it's like let access. It's less than the house here, or the houses in the area. Like five times the amount of house. (laughs) Oh yeah! If you guys come back here, I am. I am showing up. I would get the compound. You know. Yeah. Um. And if you're anywhere near San Antonio, I will sell this house and you just found yourself a farmhand, you know? Oh my gosh, I need a farmhand. <laughs> hands down, no pun intended. Uh, you know, I think it would be so fun. I, I mean, that is the, the dream, but like, because we have a ton of chicken eggs right now. We like just give them away to neighbors because we have too many eggs. And uh, we don't mess with like trying to sell them because that's just like a whole, you know, ordeal. I mean, we could get like... You know, technically, like the farmer's market when we were there, they were selling a dozen of eggs for like six to nine dollars um, because, you know, they're like fresh farm and eggs. And so like we could get that and we could probably get more because ours are like colored eggs. Like we got blue eggs, green eggs, pink eggs, olive green eggs. I love my olive green eggs. But um, so we could probably get money for them, but we just get hand them out. But that is my dream of like being able to like make cheeses or like sell um, milk, even though there's some like legality issues with that, but, um, and you know, have like fresh fruits and everything. There's this, um, documentary that we watched the other day and it's a, it's a farm out here in California, uh, or like land that turned into a farm, uh, near LA area, Malibu area. And it's a great documentary. Like I watched it and I like just cried at the end because it's like, oh my God, this is our dream. And it's this husband and wife and they came together, they bought this land. It used to be like an orchard of some sort, but it basically was just like, I don't want to say trash land, but it had not been taken care of. And they went in and, you know, this is over several years and I think five or six year process of this documentary. And, you know, it's not a one and done. You put this plants in or this and that, and it's, you're just like, making bank on all this produce or fruit and whatnot, you know, because you have issues with animals coming and it goes through this whole thing about the whole, uh, life cycle and everything having to work in concert with each other. And so you may have like coyotes or rats coming in to eat your fruit, but then over time, then the owls start coming and then the owls eat the mice and then the chickens eat the slugs and like, it's this whole thing and you have to have a good balance of everything. And once you have that, it's perfect. But when you don't, it's not because then the slugs eat your fruit and then, you know, the coyotes are killing the chickens and it, it was like the greatest little thing. It's like, Oh, my dream. It really has always been my dream. Like when I was little uh, or like junior high and high school, I was like uh, in Texas, I was like, Oh my God, I would just like to have some land a little ways out from the city and I'd have my animals and I would just be content That's with kind life. Of how the older I, well, I've always been more, I've lived in the city and the country and I kind of prefer that mix of both. Um, but I just like the quieter life. I just do better with it. And I don't know if it's anxiety. I don't know if it's depression. I don't know if it's, childhood trauma re- rearing its head but i mean i don't know what it is but when i'm in a quiet country house i just feel at peace um i used to go do a lot of hiking on the appalachian trail when i lived in pa and it was just i don't know how to explain it i would just i just felt better i just felt good when we were in hawaii um that that country fresh air that sub you know that fresh sea air like everything not the city i just 
felt better. Like my chest didn't hurt. Like I didn't hurt. And, you know, I have autoimmune issues and to be in a place and to not, you don't really feel, you don't really notice how much you ignore about yourself every day to function until you suddenly don't have to feel those things anymore. And you're like, I think it was about day three. I woke up on the third or fourth day we were in Hawaii and I was like, Oh, wow. You know, I just felt really good. And so David got to live on a farm when he was a kid for about a year and he loved it. Like his aunt, his grandmother, I believe his grandparents lived on a farm in Maryland. And, uh, when him and his brothers went and stayed there for a year and he said, it was just, he's like, we barely saw people. We could ride our bikes everywhere. We could be outside. We could see the stars. And I'm like, I just love that. And if you've ever, you know, Cody, I'm sure you've experienced it. You know, you're, you're from Texas. There's nothing like a storm, a Southern storm. They're just, I I I mentioned to the moments when they hit that you're like, Ooh, should I get my shoes on? You know, but um, I mentioned this to Matt before because out here, it, you will like in San Diego, it will rain usually like from November to January, February, and we'll have rain. And the rest of the year, it's just like no rain, not at all. And, um, but there's no thunderstorms really. It's very rare. Although the, recently, I guess global warming, um, there's been like hell events. We've been recording sometimes and it'll start hailing. And, um, but you rarely hear thunder. You rarely see lightning. It's usually just storms coming from the shore and raining and then it's done. But so that is one thing I, I do like miss the thunderstorms and just like large gusts of wind hitting you, but you can smell the yeah. rain and there's like, just like this. It's really the, weird. The ozone like, of the lightning, I in guess. Florida, I would go out to Cocoa Beach and I would sit, I would walk the beach. I would just stand and watch lightning storms on the water. And it's just amazing. Now I look back and think I should not have done some of the things. I, I, I never s- did anything bad. But I would, I mean, now I would always stay in front of well-lit areas and I always had my phone on me always. Um, so, and I knew which gas stations were actually open. So I would always park mm-hmm. within like a very short driving distance of there, but I did live in the area for a year. So I knew where to go. And that was a time I actually frequented the beach. But mm-hmm. when I think about it, I'm like, Oh gosh, it was so amazing. And we look, whenever we look for houses, we start looking for, um, you know, because David doesn't want to be more than 15, 20 minutes from work, which I totally get. It really mm-hmm. sucks to have a long commute to work, especially we're looking at nursing. Well, that, well, we're going to nursing school. So yeah, we're going to nursing, hopefully. Um, that, but at the same time, I, I only intend to work two or three days a week and it's cheaper to live in the country. Mm-hmm. And I kind of just, no, I, I wish it, it costs too much money, but like that farm that I was talking about, it's like in the Malibu area. So it feels like you are in the country just because of the way it is. But then like literally you can drive, you know, right into LA or something and the city's there or, you know, there's a lot of other big cities around LA, you know, Long Beach, et cetera. I mean, Malibu is pretty big too, but you, you, you have the complete feel of country there, but then it's like, you're in the city. It's like, it's kind of like the whole thing. It's like the whole thing of like Disney world uh, where like, you don't feel like you're in a city because it's so secluded, but you like literally are. So it's the same kind of thing. Yeah. And that would be my That's dream. Actually a really like, good point. I, you, you feel like you're in the country, but like 
because they're just the way it's set up and there's so much land that you're not basically it's the area where like the Kardashians and all of them live. Um, I just want to be in an know. area where I don't smell like d- everything. So one of the problems of being in the country out here is uh, coyotes are a thing, you know, like um, now I've never seen anything like, you know, like cougar or, you know, mountain lions out here or anything like that. Yeah. But, you know, they do exist. And in some places people have had their, their dogs and their cats snatched right off their porches. So, you know, like a lot I, of people like, oh, the kitty will be fine. They can hunt. Uh, no, do not, leave do not leave it. I, I do not approve of anyone leaving their cat outside. Honestly, I don't approve of people letting their cat outside. But I know some people do. But I do not think that should be happening. But I've told Matt many times that the people have taken photos in, in our neighborhood. They, there'll just be coyotes walking down the road. Um, but yeah and so like in this like in this area where there's like there's a lot of canyons in this area in san diego and so they really recommend you don't even leave your dog out there even if it's a pretty good sized dog uh to not leave it because the coyotes will just climb your fence and well yeah they will take care of it (laughs) yeah they will do some serious damage don't leave the temptation out there for a coyote yeah that's one of the things i i don't really I, that's one of the reasons I'm like, yeah, it's a country living because it's very real. And also another thing, um, you know, wherever the next house we buy by, very likely barring a work transfer or something, we plan to basically live there, like, or at least in the area and not do any more cross country moving. Like this is it. Unless, unless there's a reason that forces us to go, we don't want to move again. I've moved probably 60 times in my life. Now, mm-hmm. I have not moved very much the last 10 years. I lived in one house for six or seven years. We lived in an apartment, transferred until we bought our... It was like a year and a half of apartment-ish, one or two apartments until we bought the next house. And then we've been here for five years. So, you know, not moving is great. But at the same time, you know, you, you live a more rural life. You think about things like, okay, we're probably going to be here until we're older and more elderly. Well... You know, am I too far if something happens? What if somebody falls yeah. against themselves? You fall and break an arm. What if you get stung or bit by something? Yeah, that's the, you know, it's in all the like... South, you can get stung or bit by something even, well, you're less likely to if you're not being stupid, you know, but some people really just don't know how to not stick their hands places they shouldn't stick them. <laughs> there's actually... Oh. um because there's a there's a drought in southern california or pretty much all of california but um rattlesnakes so a lot of people don't think rattlesnakes in california but um, they're coming out in areas that they normally haven't been but you know what i i I think people when they think of california they don't think of it having like you know like the coyotes like in the city or like whatever but it's like it's very it's a it's a very uh i don't even know how to describe it the way that cities are built it's kind of just like you're like right there with country and land and yes yeah, i guess you know what you're saying it's interesting. I, think of, I mean i know a lot of california is land i get that but i think i guess i think of like your area like i think of san diego and la you know like you think of these cities as cities like the way people think all of texas is a desert and then they come here and they're like oh it's actually pretty green around some places well, our area is kind of green, but when it gets dead and brown, it is it's crisp. Everything looks crispy, you know. Um, and I don't everything, like everything. I like the green. Everything's exactly. getting crispy here. I mean, the one good thing we have here, we I say crispy, but a lot of things grow and they're still growing because uh, we have, you know, the coastal moisture that comes in every night. 
there, so there'll be some mornings you wake up and there'll be a lot of dew on the grass or the plants. And sometimes it gets really cloudy at night. So that does help help overall. But like as far as drought conditions and having like water storage for people, um, you know, that's where we're having a big drought issue. Um, was speaking of the whole Malibu thing and like where the Kardashians live is where I'd love to live. Um, did you know, Matt? I mean, this is going to like transition a little bit into uh, Olympics, too. I know Kardashian and Olympics kind of would maybe make sense but kim kardashian did you know that she's going to be making uh like loungewear and like undergarments for the olympic team what (laughs) yes ralph lauren else we could have gotten to do it that wasn't her like i am so damn tired of that family (laughs) ralph lauren is designing the team's uniforms he always does most of the time, I don't like them, but uh, I think I saw this year's, and they're they're okay. A lot of people didn't like Canada's. Canada's outfit is getting a lot of uh, talk, talk, I guess. But yeah, so I just saw. Apparently, it was just now. It's Kardashian is partnered um, with US Team USA, and uh, she's going to be do- because she has like a, a I think Skims is her company, and they're going to be doing uh, the loungewear. So there's no pictures yet of what this loungewear is going to be looking. Uh, like for the uh, the Olympians, but I was like, wait, what? For first of all, the headline said Kim Kardashian is uh, making or providing underwear for Olympians, and I'm like, what is this? I've never heard of this being a thing. But I think it's just like loungewear, like track suits and that that kind of things. She says though, this is a quote from her: "As I would watch athletes compete, I would grow to understand the dedication and honor of being a part of the Olympics." I traveled with my stepdad and family to all the different cities for the Olympic trials, the Olympics, and track meets. At every stop, I would buy an Olympic t-shirt as a souvenir. So, <laughs> there you go. Uh, maybe they'll look good. Maybe they'll look good. Um, who knows? Who knows? Uh, <laughs> I know that we thought we were done with the Kardashians, but unfortunately, I think please go away. Like, just <laughs> Like, what was the whole thing with, like, one of them was like, oh, she's a self-made billionaire. I'm like, who gives a shit? Like, the, the, the total fucking... It all started rights. It all started from a sex tape, Matt. So there is hope. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I do find that so interesting. The whole thing was started because of that. The whole thing. <laughs> Everything that we have ended up with is because of that. And what's annoying um, is how they have shaped the face of so many things. You know, I blame them for Kanye. Like we've had to put up with Kanye for years because of them assholes. Thanks jerks. And like all those memes of the devil works hard, but Chris Jenner works harder and faster. I, you know what? I, I still love the clip though. I still love the clip where I think Kim dropped like a, uh, diamond or pearl or bring or something yeah, into the water and her sister's like kim people are dying <laughs> i just love I got that one <laughs> i got you with it cody people are dying do you remember that clip this is like th- that was like an early days this is early on um <laughs> yeah uh so that that's what's happening there um uh, i did say something uh, also we were talking about cars in the episode on Tuesday that there are uh, 
some reviews now coming out that the uh, Ford Bronco could be a Jeep killer, um, which I thought was interesting. That's uh, a obvious. Bold. I know it's a bold statement. I do love, like, I wish it's going to be coming out later on, but I wish the uh, the Ford Bronco would have been electric. Um, but I, I would get one. I would get one in an instant, and I would get it like in this like bluish color that they have. Like I loved everything about the Ford Bronco, the newest one, obviously. Uh, yeah. And so I would totally, totally get it. I always liked Jeeps, and I always wanted like a Jeep Wrangler. That is actually the part David really wants. He really wants a four door Wrangler. That's we we hinged. That's where we were sitting on. Like, do we we buy our next cars? And like, well, no, we're going back to nursing. We decided we decided to put all that aside to do nursing school and figure, okay, that's that's the car he wants to get when we're done with nursing school. Like. Okay. Yeah. So the first car I ever wanted was a Nissan Xterra, a yellow one. Oh, I know exactly which one you're talking about, like the early two, early mid two thousands ones. Yeah, and then then I wanted a Jeep Wrangler, and then I and then that, those are the I've been in that area, and then um, but now yeah, I would totally get a uh, Ford Bronco, the new one. I have a Ford um, Escape now, and I'm like. It's okay. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm very glad to be able to have a car. Like I've been in places in my life where being able to drive a relatively new car was just never going to happen. So I'm super thankful to be in that position. But we got rid of the other car when the lease expired. We decided not to buy a new one or lease a new one. So it's like, no, let's just stay with one. We don't. We no longer need the second car. So we actually need my truck. If you've been on listening to our podcast anytime, I used to have a um. Uh, Chevy Trailblazer. I don't even know now, but anyway, it was it was a truck, um, and we need it now because we have all this furniture, this bedroom furniture, the old bedroom furniture. Like we need a truck to take it places to get rid of it, Don't and like we license to drive a truck. Please. Oh my gosh, hush! And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have. Uh, um, we we actually called to like have people come pick it up. The soon as they can pick it up is the end of August. I'm like, okay, this cannot sit in the living room for all that time. No. So I don't know. We're gonna have to figure out something. But uh, this is the time I need to try. Obviously, the Ford Bronco wouldn't help that situation. You, but you never go get another car again. Um, I don't know. But I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, when Gabe if you is, don't need it. Why get it? You know. Yeah. When uh, Gabe is on tour, he lets me use his vehicle, and yeah, so like, that's been nice. Part of the driveway, when you yeah. Need. And so, I mean, like obviously, like if he was gonna start being in San Diego more and not on tour, and then I didn't have a vehicle, um, maybe, maybe because I did go out like once or twice a week and did stuff, and I don't feel like driving Justin's vehicle, um, and so. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe and not not Maybe anywhere in the near future. Cars. This car, I when it, he has the, sure, but he doesn't. He he hated. He liked the Beamer, but he didn't like driving it because you know it was it was ours, but it was mine. And so that's like, exactly. I yeah, and because like it's like kind of nice, like uh, a Volvo a loaded. Uh, it was a turbo, like it was like a loaded one of that year, and it was a really nice. I got myself a really good thirtieth birthday gift, like. Not bad for not getting myself anything for 30 years. Wait, um, you're 30? Yeah, totally. Um, when I got that vehicle. Um, and David only drove it a few times. And the one time I almost put it into the front end. It was random. 
<laughs> he thought it was gonna be slower than it was and <laughs> i remember you telling me this <laughs> yeah so he he doesn't really like driving cars that were for me and i i don't i obviously don't care i'm like it's our cars they're like they're both ours you can drive whatever you want but if we're together i typically drive i had a honda civic for a while that i traded in when i had i did need a car so we went and bought a civic because i was trying to be responsible and it was okay but there was this weird smell i could never get out of the car it was like hyper clean like it was this hyper clean smell it was like but it was gross i don't know how to explain it i never it smelled like bad windex a lot it was strange um david took it to school one night because his windshield was broken or something like that and uh he came back he was okay i hated that and i'm never taking your car anywhere again i was like okay and a few weeks later i ended up trading it in for the beamer anyway and then i actually got a call from honda about it they were like what's wrong with the car we see they got notification i guess and they were had some paperwork requested from him because i didn't even have the car a month like, is it broken? Did you wreck it? What happened? I was like, I just didn't like it. And they're like, you didn't like it. <laughs> I was like, nope, I didn't. It was a used one. It wasn't brand new. Yeah. I wasn't that spoiled. But I was like, no, it smelled really bad. And I started having weird little problems with it. Like, it just in three weeks. Mm. I was like, nope, nope, nope. I'm not dealing with this. These are the things that were showing signs really expensive things that are not covered by the warranty that was very because it was a two-year-old car so i only had six eight months of the warranty left um so i was like well absolutely not this car is going and then of course had i just gotten the bmw it would have been great yeah bmw there was i this is my boomer rant for the day so I read this whole thread about uh, people telling everybody they're respons- irresponsible with their money. And this is why we have millennials driving brand $35,000 BMWs and not wanting to pay their student loans instead of getting something more responsible. Well, most people don't know, and I didn't either until I went and bought it, that if you lease a BMW, especially one of their formal, former fleet vehicles, you can easily walk out with one for one to two fifty a month with maintenance included for the first two mm-hmm. years of it. That's not something you can do with most manufacturers or even get a car payment that low, especially if you walk in with a trade in a few thousand dollars, um, you know, and even if you pay a little more than you would have, say, for a Toyota Corolla or a Honda Civic, yeah. an extra 50 to 100 bucks a month to not have to worry about any maintenance. Um, we, yeah, me and Jessica, we're just, if something does go wrong and they give you, an, it's no question, they give yeah. you another car. And me and Justin, we're just talking about that. It seems that they those they are the vehicle of porn stars, young porn stars. <laughs> Go them. Um, so yeah, that's it. That's, that's, um, one thing I did want to mention real quick um, that happened. I was going to mention on the live show, but then completely forgot. But it happened here in San Diego. There was a, a, a man who was shot in the gay area here in San Diego uh, just this past week. Um, someone tried to like take his fanny pack. He was walking home from like a drag show and someone tried to take his fanny pack with his wallet and his green card and everything and a passport, whatever. And uh, he did, he wasn't going to give it up. And then the guy shot him in the leg, took his stuff and ran off. Um, I, thankfully, I think he was able to he wrestled his phone back away and then, you know, he's doing fine. Um, but uh, I'll put it in the link. Um, he, he started up a GoFundMe uh, for his medical bills because 
well, you know, he comes here from England and then has to deal with this American medical system that you have to pay thousands and thousands of dollars for something. Um, and so uh, thankfully he's going to be on the road for recovery, but he has to stay off his leg and he's been working two jobs, um, you know, just to like make ends meet. And so, um, yeah, it was a horrible thing that happened. So I just wanted to like mention that in case anybody wants. I did. Yeah. Um, in case it worked. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You know, I think in some of these cases, it's just like, give them what they want and just, you know, there's no need in, you know, your life over a few things like that. But I'll put the link in the show notes in case anybody wants to read more about it or if you want to like uh, donate any money, because obviously, you know, he's going to have a little bit of recovery here. Um, yeah, it's to get back on his feet. More than likely. Yeah, and I, I think he like maybe worked at a bar and stuff, stuff like that. So it's going to be hard to do that, you know, when he has to be off of his leg um, for for this period of time. But thankfully, it seems like he'll be able to walk again. So there's not going to be issues, but you know, there's just going to be the healing process. But yeah, it was like, and it's a whole area that we walk in all the time. It's not an area that you would like be concerned about in any way. Like it's like not not something that really happens. I mean, this instance issue is not really something that really happens in San Diego as far as anybody getting mugged. It doesn't also seem like it was like targeted towards him because he was gay or anything like that. It, it just seemed like it was, yeah, someone was trying to take something. Um, anyway, uh, coming up, we'll go over some uh, news headlines that are happening around the country here. And that is coming up next. And we are back. And so we're going to just go over some of the little headlines happening here in the United States. Uh, this one, the Supreme Court is handing down a victory to transgender students by declining to hear a critical bathroom case. After its defeat in the Virginia courts, uh, the school board, Gloucester School Board, lost again in this decision by the Fourth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals. It now went to the Supreme Court and they decided not to weigh in. So Grimm's victory stands uh, on that transgender student bathroom case. So that is good news. Um, obviously, they didn't want to rule on it, but not taking up the case, at least it is a victory for him currently. The State Department raised the pride, Progress Pride flag over their headquarters, and this weekend marks the first time that any pride flag was officially flown by the State Department. Biden declared the pride is back at the White House after designating, designating Pulse a national memorial. And Biden signed historic legislation as he was surrounded by the victims' families and other modern-day trailblazers. And he then spoke about his administration's pro-LGBTQ record and his son Bo's desire to advocate for LGBTQ people as well. So that uh, is a big thing. We mentioned the Pulse uh, at the end of the last episode. And so he officially designated it and signed signed uh, the bill that had passed through the Congress. And great thing that the uh, State Department is flying the Progress Pride flag at that. Um, but also crazy that it's the first time that it's ever flown at the State Department. Um, some other news happening with Biden and his uh, government. Um, he has appointed Jessica Stern as a special envoy for LGBTQ rights. The appointment of the special envoy for LGBTQ rights fills a position that started in the Obama administration. And then, of course, no surprise, was left unfilled during most of Trump's administration. So uh, I think overall, in all of these headlines that we uh, saw today, that the uh, President Biden's administration is is making efforts to make progress for LGBTQ people. Obviously, there's certain things that have to be done through Congress and certain laws passed. But I, I think that Biden is doing the best he can with anything that he is personally able to do or his uh, different departments like, you know, the, the State Department and so on. So 
progress is always warranted um, and thankful for any progress that we can get. Well, we do thank you for joining us for this Thursday episode, and we will see you on Friday for our live show. And we hope you all join us because we love, love, love interacting with you. Um, and Matt, I guess I'll see you then. Well, hopefully talk to me beforehand, but... Okay. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> it's like, I'm not going to talk to you again. He's going to go eat, everybody. Bye. <laughs> Bye, everyone. So, hey, guys, we want to remind everyone um, that you can keep in touch with us on all of our social media channels, um, whether that is uh, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. You can do all of that at the Comacast. And we definitely love to interact and hear from all of our listeners. All of this is not possible without you guys. And if you don't mind rating our podcast on iTunes or whatever your preferred podcast uh, provider is, just leave a comment. It's greatly appreciated. And thank you for joining us. See you next time.